Hey, I'm Grant Wall. Welcome to the Planet Football Podcast. This week we have two guests, U.S. Under-20 Men's National Team Coach Tab Ramos, and then Monterey's Jonathan Gonzalez. While I have you, make sure to check out my new podcast series. It's called Throwback on the Origins of the U.S. Women's National Team and the Women's World Cup itself. That's Throwback with new episodes dropping every Thursday. Onward! As promised, Tab Ramos is with me, the under-20 national team coach for the U.S. men. Tab, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on, Grant. You've been on the show before. Thanks for coming back. Um, The under-20 World Cup is coming here. You just uh, announced your roster for that. This is your fourth under-20 World Cup as the coach. You've been to the quarterfinals the last two times. Um, How do you view this upcoming World Cup yeah, maybe even in relation to the ones you've been part of before in this team. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think the one thing I can say over the last four cycles is, is that I feel like from cycle to cycle, the, the quality of players is getting better. Like I think we have more and more players to choose from uh, to select the roster. So I'm very excited about this particular group because I think um, it has a ton of potential. Do you look at it, I mean, having gone pretty deep in this tournament the last couple of times, is this, is it a possibility to, to win the World Cup? I mean, is it a possibility to win the World Cup? I, I, I think yes, because, but that's what I thought all the other times that I went to. I mean, I, you know, I always think that all you need to do is win the, this one game that you're going to play next. And so you prepare for that one game and then you get through that one and then you just have to focus on the next one. So I, uh, I, I certainly go to every World Cup with the plan of, of coming back with the trophy. Unfortunately, you always end up coming back disappointed, but uh, so does just about every country in the world except for one. Yeah. Uh, Tim Way is on this team, a player who's had senior national team experience. Um, the process of getting you know, to the point where he was going to be on this under-20 World Cup team, how did that go? Well, it's been uh, it's been a difficult scenario. Um, there's been a lot of conversations with uh, with you know both the club Celtic, um, you know uh, Tim's agent with Tim. Uh, Tim has been consulting his family. I mean, there's been a there's been a lot going on. Greg Berhalter also. Um, so there's, there's been a lot going on, and uh, obviously a lot of private conversations that we've had with all the parties. Uh, but I think the bottom line is uh, is that Tim really wants to participate in the U20 World Cup, and I think that's that's in the end what trumps everything. You ever deal with Tim's dad, George? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I obviously you know George was in, was you know the World Player of the Year at one point. You know used to watch him when he played at Milan all the time. Uh, he also came and practiced with the Metro Stars a couple times okay. when we were there. So he was he was a local. We always hoped that you know he would end playing a few games with the Metro Stars, which which never ended up happening. But uh, but no, I, I haven't had to you know if you call it deal with him, I have had I haven't had to have a serious conversation about anything with him. Yeah, yeah, he's also pretty busy as the president of Liberia these days. He has a few more things going on than I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
let's talk about Paxton Pomacall, who's on this team. Um, he really does seem, we, we've known about him for a while, but he really does seem to be making a move at the professional club level this season with Dallas, uh, where um, it's impressive. Uh, you know, what do you like about what you're seeing with his game right now? What do you think he can bring to your team? Well, you know, I've always liked uh, Paxson and been familiar with him for quite a few years now with our youth national teams. Uh, so, you know, from our end, we always knew that he had that potential. I think it was just a matter of whether he could play for a coach who would provide that opportunity for him. And I think I think Lucci has been that coach, mm-hmm. uh, and he gave him that confidence to go on the field and be himself. Um, and I think he's, he's proven that, that he's a tremendous player. I think, you know, um, and I said this after qualifying this year that I believe we have quite a few American players who if, you know, if, if you didn't know they were American players and you thought you were bringing them in from Argentina or somewhere else, uh, they'd have a much higher value. And I think Paxton is certainly one of those. There have been times when, even with MLS teams, uh, there's been some frustration over, you know, they're not playing their kids. Um, how do you feel right now about MLS in general in terms of the opportunities that you're seeing promising young talents get? I, I'm, I'm personally very excited about the fact that MLS has, uh, has opened the door. And, and I don't want to say MLS because that's more individual. It's club individual, I think. Right. Um, but, uh, but it's been great this year that the door has finally been opened to all the talent that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, it will only get better. Um, Tell me about some other players on this roster that uh, that you're excited about what they might be able to bring to your team at the World Cup. Um, I like I like them all. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to pick a few, but I, I'm very excited about the fact that uh, Sebastian Soto has now broken into the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because a lot of the time we've been talking about Josh Sargent and how Josh Sargent is going to break in and how you know, and here comes you know. Uh, Sebastian Soto qui- quietly mm-hmm. going from RSL to Hanover U19s and then all of a sudden quietly goes into the Bundesliga and now he's played a couple games. So, I mean, it's it's been really tremendous from his end. Um, very excited about the fact that Ayo Kinola is getting minutes for Toronto mm-hmm. um, because I think he's a great player. Um, you know, we one of the things about this team that, that, um, that I think it's important to recognize is that we – we're selecting the best players, and we're, we're trying to not even look at their birth years. Mm-hmm. I, I think we will easily be the youngest team at the World Cup this year. I think we mm-hmm. only have, I believe, six or seven players born of the age group. Everyone else is younger this year. Okay. Um, so I think it's, it's by far the youngest team we've had at the World Cup, and I think we've been the youngest in previous World Cups. So um, w- we have a lot of good players, and it's great to be able to pick them without looking, looking at their age. Um, having been through the under 20 world cup several times now, what are some good things that you've learned that maybe you didn't know before about how to approach this tournament? Well, um, one of the things about the world cup, I want, I think that the most important one is that it's really unforgiven. You know, you, you have to get results. Um, you know, the first game is really important. I'm not saying if you if you lose the first game that you can't go through because you obviously can. Mathematically, you can do anything. And depending on who you play first and who you play third, you could potentially say, well, your third game could be easier than your first, so you're going to win that one. I, I don't think there's an easy win, um, and, and I think you have to get off to a good start. Um, in terms of, of where you are right now, um, this is your fourth under-20 World Cup. I don't know how many coaches in the world can say that. Um, is this your last one? 
I, I don't know. I don't know because I, I always, you know, you, you, you never know what's going to happen next. Um, at, at the moment, I have a contract with U.S. Soccer through the next U-20 World Cup. Okay. Um, but, but you never know. You know, this, this is how this business works is you don't, you don't know how long you're going to be in one place. I, I've always uh, sort of been proud of having been loyal to every place I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved as a player. I moved, you know, as a youth player, I only played for one club. And in college, I only stayed in one place. Uh, when I went to Figueres to play overseas, obviously I got sold because it's a little club and they could make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Betis, I was only changed because I they didn't want me at the time and I wasn't going to play, so I, I sort of had to leave. So there's never been a place where I've actively wanted to leave. You know, I came to MLS, played for the Metro Stars every year. I never wanted to get traded. I always wanted to play for the same team. Um, and now I've been coaching at U.S. soccer for eight years. Uh, so I kind of, you know, if, if one thing I can tell you is if I'm, if I'm going to move from U.S. soccer, it's going to have to be in, uh, to a place that believes in a long-term relationship because I, I do believe in that loyalty of building something long-term. Okay. Well, Tab Ramos, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Good luck at the Under-20 World Cup. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. I want to thank Tab Ramos for joining me. Next up is my interview with Jonathan Gonzalez. Our guest today is Jonathan Gonzalez. He was on the field when Monterey won the CONCACAF Champions League title. They'll be headed to the FIFA Club World Cup. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining me. No, thank you, Grant, for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be on your show. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, you're actually connected to uh, the program that gave you your big break, uh, which is Sueño Alianza, uh, connected to Allstate these days. And uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your story, um, but give people an idea of if you can just of of where you're from originally and how you got that break. Okay. Yeah, I'm originally from Santa Rosa, California, a small town uh, north of San Francisco, and I got the chance to come play over here in Monterey thanks to Allstate Sueño Alianza. I think it was in 2014, 2013 when they saw me, and yeah, I'm pretty much over here because of them. So how did that that come about? Just kind of that first opportunity, um, and and sort of how had you developed uh, as a soccer player before that in your local community? Yeah, I mean, uh, soccer over there in Santa Rosa, I wouldn't say was uh, one of the biggest things. Uh, my family has always loved soccer. And, I mean, it's been uh, really different being over here in Monterey compared to uh, in the States. And, I mean, I felt that being over here in Mexico has really helped me develop uh, as a player like as a person and I don't know I'm just feeling really comfortable over here in Mexico. Yeah. So how old were you when you when you joined Monterey and and what was that experience like when you first went down there? Um I think I was 14 when I first got here and I mean it was probably one of uh, the toughest decisions I've had to make uh being so young and having to come over here to Monterey not knowing anybody not knowing the city uh just probably something that was really different uh at the moment and i mean now that i'm here now uh i felt like i make the right decision okay and the transition at monterey uh you you know you arrive there and you're just starting out and then 
you have a breakthrough uh, and, and get to the first team and, and play a lot of games, have a lot of success. How did that transition work to, to get to the point where you were playing for the first team? Yeah, I mean, that was something that uh, took, I guess you could say, teams. Uh, it was something that uh, I I dreamt of when, when I got to Monterey. It was something I was really hoping for. And now that I'm here, I'm just enjoying it. And, and I don't know, just want to keep working harder to go to Europe, hopefully in the future. Yeah. Uh, I saw recently your younger brother, Adrian, um, had some success at a tournament recently. <laughs> what uh, What's the story there? Yeah, he did. I mean, he also came out of Allstate Sueño Alianza. I think it was uh, about a year ago, around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also won that program, and he's right now training over there in Pachuca. And he's been doing really good. I mean, going with the national team down in France, and uh, it's just been something great for both of us. Nice. Um, I, tell me a little bit more about what Sueño Alianza does in the sense of providing opportunities because i mean there's a real feeling uh in the u.s united states soccer community that um that latino players are being missed um Uh by sort of the more traditional scouting networks what is what is sueño alianza doing that is allowing them to to give opportunities to players who might have been overlooked yeah, I think that uh, Allstate Sueño Alianza has been uh, working very well for many years. Uh, I feel like they really dig in in, in the small cities of uh, the big states. I feel like uh, they look really well into the Latino players, the Latino community. And I don't know, I just feel like the way they recruit uh, all these young players is, is something really unbelievable for me. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, sort of your your game and, and the way you play, how do you describe the way you play the game? Uh, I'd say I'm probably like a, a technical player. I like to uh, have the ball at my feet. Uh, mm-hmm. Defending-wise, I feel like I'm a pretty strong defender. But, I mean, over here in Monterey, my role is a little bit more of uh, defensive mid, so I'd say probably just more of um, distributing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, in in terms of the Concacaf Champions League, it's I mean Monterey has put together a very very talented team, um, and just seeing the the way that you guys went through the tournament this year was was very impressive. Um, and I, I I was struck also just by the the semifinal ten to two against Kansas City. Um, you know MLS has a long ways to go. MLS has never won Concacaf Champions League in its current format. Um, what's it like to play on a team that that has so much talent and star power? Yeah, I mean that's uh, something really new to me. Um, when I made the move up. Uh, I really, I don't know. I just feel like the the tempo was much different, and being with all these experienced players from around the world is something incredible. Uh, that also I think helps me improve on my game, and and it helps uh, them too. I think, but I think that's something that's uh, really good to to our team. 
Now, I, I know there's a lot of news coverage when you decided you had the choice to play for Mexico or the United States uh, and chose Mexico. Uh, I know that's a really complicated, complex decision. Are, are you glad that that decision process is over now and, and you don't need to, to worry about the pressure associated with that? Yeah, trust me, uh, I couldn't uh, sleep, I think, that whole week. Uh, it was a really tough time. I mean, it wasn't easy being in a situation, having to uh, choose in between two countries. So I think that uh, now that I made the decision, I'm, I'm much better. I, I feel like I'm real happy, and I'm just looking forward to the future. Yeah. I, in, in terms of I know that uh, the Under-20 World Cup – uh, there was, has been some discussion about you not being allowed to play. Is, is that is that accurate? You will not be at the Under-20 World Cup? Uh, and, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that they said uh, maybe if we were to lose in quarterfinals or something like that, I could maybe be released. But uh, what I'm pretty sure of is that I don't think I'll be going. But, I mean, uh, that's my club's decision. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest, I, I really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, there's not much I can do now. Yeah, I mean, clubs around the world are, are not required to release players for the Under-20 World Cup the way they are for the senior national team. Um, what In terms of the senior national team for Mexico, and, and by the way, you're just 20 years old. I, sometimes I think you're older than that. Like that's It's very impressive what you've done for uh, someone who's just 20. Um what is your sense of, of Tata Martino and, and what he's uh, hoping to do with the Mexican senior national team? Yeah, I mean, uh, what I've heard from him, because I haven't uh, really spoken with him, but I've heard that he's a, a really good uh, uh, coach. Uh, I feel like uh, his arrival to Mexico is something that's going to help all, help our team, help our country. I'm pretty sure that... Uh, well, I mean, he's given the, the young guys uh, an opportunity, and I feel like uh, he's he's the one. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities at the start of a new four-year World Cup cycle. Um, what what are your goals? What do you hope to achieve with the the Mexican national team? Um, I'm to be honest, I really hope I could go to this uh, Gold Cup coming up, but uh, I see it a little bit tough. Um, but I mean, uh, my main goal is to go to the world cup in 2022, I think it is. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, uh, another dream or goal that I'm trying to pursue. Yeah. Um, how often do you get back home to the California, San Francisco area? Um, I go back every six months around there. They give us vacation when, uh, each tournament ends. So yeah, around every six months, I'm back in California. Okay. Um, d- would you have any advice to give to to young players who maybe you know are are in the United States uh, and and want to achieve what you have achieved to become a professional soccer player to to go through uh, the Sueño Alianza program and and get these opportunities? Yeah, I mean. To be honest, uh, where I come from, there was little opportunity, but thanks to all states from Alianza, I'm, I'm here in Monterey now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that in the states, there are plenty of, of teams in the MLS. Uh, I think the MLS is, is really rising now that 
uh, they've been um, growing new teams in the MLS, and I feel like uh, the young guys now have much more opportunities than we did before, so I feel like that'll help them in the future. Well, Jonathan Gonzalez, it's a real pleasure to speak to you. Thanks so much for joining the show. All right. Thank you, Grant. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Tab Ramos and Jonathan Gonzalez, as well as producer Brandon Nix and everyone at Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Just a quick reminder, check out my new podcast series, Throwback on the Origins of the U.S. Women's National Team and the Women's World Cup itself. That's Throwback with new episodes dropping every Thursday. See you next time.